Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and Attorney Althea DeVar Johnson. Good morning, Althea. <laughs> Good morning, Althea. How are you? Great. How you doing? I'm excited about this show, Althea, because I can't believe... I, uh, Mind your business listeners, you know this is Dr. Flo, Dr. Flo Seiler, and this is my co-host, Attorney Althea DeBar-Johnson. And let me just say that I was excited. I attended a speech that Althea gave, and she talked about unclaimed assets. And I was just sitting there, the whole audience was (laughs) sitting there with their mouth open. So I decided that uh, attorney Althea DeBar Johnson needed to bring this to her radio show. Yeah. And it, share it with her listeners. Yeah. It's a, I think, well, the name of the speech was, We Are Losing Money People. Uh, and <clears throat> I'm glad that uh, <laughs> my uh, co host here was able to attend that particular uh, speech and, and hopefully gain some information, but I'm quite sure she was well aware of some of the information that was um, given during that speech. Well, yeah, but you know what? I hadn't heard it sort of put like that. I hadn't heard it put in an estate planning type of topic, meaning that, you know, every now and then you hear about um, people going out to the Internet and actually looking for unclaimed funds. Mm -hmm. But it never occurred to me that, you know, if you die without a will or a state plan or something like that, your loved ones might not even know that you had a bank account, that you had an insurance policy. And so that's how those things actually become unclaimed. Mm-hmm. It, it never dawned on me that that was the situation. Yeah, yeah. So, so Althea, I, seriously, talk to us and tell us in your experience, how does this stuff happen? I mean, we're talking about intelligent people we're not talking about people who just are unaware of what's going on. How, how does money, how, I mean, $400 billion. Yeah, $400 billion. How does that happen? That goes to, that is with the insurance company that goes on claim. And again, the insurance companies are the biggest corporate of, of these kinds of unclaimed funds. And, and I think, and as we was we have discussed before, it goes to lack of planning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a person may pass away. They haven't left any information. They haven't done an exit strategy, as what I like to call it, when you are preparing your wills. Rather than preparing a will, well, let's just do an exit strategy so that we can give our loved ones some kind of guidance or roadmap as to what you would like to see happen when you you pass on. Okay. And we don't prepare. We don't plan. We don't organize. We don't review. And then we don't talk to our family members. That's why they don't know anything about what's going on with our our business. We want to keep our business to ourselves. But, again, once we, we pass on, it definitely stay to you. Or stay with you. Yes. And it doesn't help out the family members or anybody else that um, could benefit from these claims or even help the the decedent because a lot of times the decedent could have used some of these funds before they passed away. Mm-hmm. But 
again, it, it goes back to planning. That's that's the largest that's the largest uh, uh, bulk of why uh, the money that's unclaimed. In fact, what I was talking about is that um, since 2000, the year 2000, approximately 55% of American adults do not have a will. Mm. And among the minority groups, that number is much, much larger. 68% of African Americans don't have a will. 74% of his, Hispanic adults are without a will. Wow. And this is according to uh, LegalZoom statistics and um, the insurance library statistics. So wow. there's a lot of people out here who do not have a will. And that was one of the other questions I asked. I think a lot of people were surprised that Prince didn't have a will. <laughs> you know, that now, okay. Myself. Okay. Now, yeah, I, that was very surprising. Now, let me tell you something. I think it's real interesting because I heard a couple of conspiracy theories. Um, <laughs> and a few of those conspiracy uh, theories were um, that, you know, Prince had some difficulty with his publishing of uh, management companies and things like that. And he had won a recent lawsuit against his publishing company and he stood to um, win. He won the lawsuit and he stood to gain millions and millions of dollars from that company. And of course now the conspiracy theories have started that, Oh, well someone killed Prince so that he wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't get all that money, but, but still, uh, and they knew that maybe he didn't have his, his estate in order and uh, it would take forever for the family to claim uh, that that those millions and millions of dollars from the from the people that he actually sued. And so, you know, now there are all these conspiracy theories. But I just find it very interesting that whether it's the millions coming from a lawsuit or just the millions in royalties coming from all the wonderful songs that he did. Or the $300 million dollars that he had in assets, uh, yeah. allegedly. Exactly. That now this is going to be a long, drawn out process, right? Because and, and, and to decide who is actually, um, you know, who is actually entitled, right? So, 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 how do we? So, okay. So, Althea, I don't, I don't know. Was Prince in California? So, I don't know what state. Uh, he was in Minnesota, so he was in Minnesota. So, I don't know what their state laws are, and we're not going to do that. But if Prince would have died in Georgia. How would that? How would that have gone? I mean, how, <laughs> what? What would? So, Prince's your Prince family came to you out there. What? What would happen? Well, of course, the same type of situation that's happening in Missouri. My understanding is that the law of test, intestate succession is taken into place because he died without a will, which means that his next of kin or heirs at law, which would be his siblings would receive his estate because his parents are, are dead. So the next, he didn't have any children. So they're not, that we don't have that. We don't have any uh, spouses because they're ex-spouses. So it would be the two, the um, siblings. Wow. So they're, they're the ones that are going to receive the, the estate. I think the travesty for me is that, uh, Prince was a very generous individual. He believed in giving to charity yes. and doing a lot of good works. Um, with 
our will without any kind of designation as to what else he wanted to do with his estate, well, of course, the the funds goes to the, the siblings and they won't go to necessarily will not go to any charity that, that he may care about. OK. OK. Wow. So <laughs> but, but the other thing is that with this type of estate, because of his assets, because of the royalties that are expected to come in, because of the, the legal issues that may be involved, of course, this estate is going to take a little while to go through that process. And it may never be closed out because of what's going on. So that's wow. just a possibility. But that doesn't have to be our situation. Okay. So, 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 okay. We don't have millions like Prince. Some of us, some of our listeners might, but you know, we might not have, we might not have millions like a lot of our, our listeners, but why, I mean, just take away some of the zeros from Prince's estate. <laughs> and why is it important for us? I mean, because Prince's, Prince's what, 300 million is not included in this 400 billion because he just died. So we're not talking about Prince's money. We're just talking about the average person. Althea is, is, you know, if you add up all the average people that don't have a will, that don't know what insurance proceeds belong to them, we're talking about that's, that's what makes up that 400 billion. Yeah. So it's us's that need the information that you're, that you're about to give us. Right. And and I think one of the, the issues that I always have to overcome with a lot of people is that the most thing they want to tell me, well, I don't have an estate. I don't have anything. But if you have a car, if you have a house, you have some type of investment funds, you have a checking and savings account, you have antique or fine art, then you do have assets, uh-huh. you do have an estate, and you certainly do have something of value that if one of these items were lost, you would feel the effects of that loss immediately. Wow. So why not protect those assets and make sure that they go to the person you want them to go to? And again, it's about planning. It's about laying out that exit strategy, giving your family a roadmap as to how you want your assets distributed, who you want to receive what, and also listing what it is that you have. That's part of the problem. We don't we don't <laughs> list what we have because everybody's not again in our business. Okay. And cannot be in our business because we don't want them in there. But then when something happens to us whether we are incapacitated or have passed on, then we still don't know anything about your business and can't help you. Wow. So, well, here's the thing. A lot of times, you know, Prince was only 57 years old, right? So probably he didn't assume that he was going to pass on, right? He probably Mm -hmm. made that assumption. And, you know, he wasn't thinking about passing on. You know, a lot of times, especially entrepreneurs, people who are, you know, famous, uh, and, and then even some of us, you know, we don't think about our mortality. We don't think about the fact that there are small graves and large graves. You mm-hmm. know, once we're here on earth, there's no guarantee of how long we're going to be here on earth. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we are, uh, you know, going to live till 70, 80, 90 years old. Yes, very so, true. so what is it that we, you know, what is it 
you know, how do we get across to people out there? You know, you're my action lady. <laughs> how do how do we get across to people that, you know, this four hundred billion dollars belongs to us? That's our money. Well, I guess again, we still need to have that conversation with our family members because again, when you're averaging from that four hundred billion, when you're averaging um, claim amount per policy of two thousand dollars, I'm quite sure Quite a few of us can use that $2,000. Yes, yes. But I think also, again, we have to get out of this business of fearing death. Okay. Because it's going to, it's going to occur. Uh-huh. And we need to think about it from a different perspective. It's about generational, intergenerational wealth. It's about using your funds while you are also alive. Okay. Which is the business of living mm-hmm. for your benefit. So, Again, if you know about your policies, why and why not use some of those funds now while you're alive to take that vacation or to do something special for yourself if you can and still have a death benefit? Okay. But we got to organize. We got to organize and we got to talk to our family members. But I, and I, when I come back, I, I got to, to tell you that uh, about a case where we had to go and hunt for a life insurance policy to bury a a, a, uh, a lady. And, again, I think that we need to also understand that it's not just the old that needs planning. It's yes. the young, too. Because yesterday I represented a 22-year-old young lady who had a stroke. Oh, Lord. And her daughter um, is just one year old. And so now the parents have to go in and become the daughter, yeah, the guardian and conservative for their daughter. Oh wow! Yeah, just yesterday. Yeah, but you know, it, and that's just assuming that that was the young lady's wishes, you know, because you don't even know who she really wanted to. That's true. Um, you but know, that, to care for her daughter. That's true. But at this point, somebody have to even care for her because she has bills and obligation. Yeah, and she does have a daughter. So, oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. Well, guess what? We're Althea, this is very interesting and our folks need to hear this stuff. We are talking about unclaimed assets that 400 billion and how you can get your portion. We'll be right back. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click myowntaxreturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click myowntaxreturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on myowntaxreturn.com. That's myowntaxreturn.com. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash Mind Your Biz Radio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. 
Well, Althea, we are having a wonderful time talking about getting our hands on this $400 billion right. uh, <laughs> that you talked to me about that got my attention a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that $400 billion not only just includes um, life insurance policies or companies that hold on to these claims, it also includes banks, other companies, and government who, because the heirs do not know that the decedent have funds waiting for them. They don't know where to go. Okay. And they don't know exactly what to do. Okay. So so again, it's about letting your your relatives, letting your family members know, I have a bank account here or I have investments and stocks here. Uh-huh. I have this life insurance policy here and it, it, it reminds me of this case I had a, some years ago where this elderly man came to my office. Um, his wife had passed away and she had a life insurance policy and he couldn't find it. Um, and he was, wow. he was sickly because his wife was taking care of him. So we, she, he, she had mentioned to him that, well, it was in a, a safe deposit box. So we went back to the bank where she normally have this relationship with, and the bank said, well, no, she doesn't have it here in this. She doesn't have a safe deposit box here. We don't know anything about a safe deposit box in her name, and we can't talk to you. Well, I had to go to the probate court to get an emergency petition going so he can get authority to go back to the bank and ask where the safe deposit box was located. What? Which wasn't where she normally banks. And in order for him to get the life insurance policy to pay for a barrel. Now, just think, if she, if he could not have found that, the financial disaster that would have caused that family. Wow. Because he couldn't find a life insurance policy. And she never told him exactly where it was or shared that with any other trusted family member. Wow. Yeah. So they would have had to come out their pocket rather than have use that that insurance claim. These are the kind of issues that come up from time to time because we don't do any planning. Wow. 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 So it says that basically in the 1990s, over 90% of probated wills were made by someone who was 60 years old or older. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Um, Althea, what does that mean? That's that's uh, that's according to the state planning firm of Morris Hall Kinghorn PLLC. So what what does that exactly mean? Because I think we have this concept and mindset that the only people who need to make wills are older people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I think that you know we encourage even young people. We encourage our mothers and fathers and our grandparents and great grandparents to have a will. But yet and still, we have families. We sometimes are in blended family situations. Right. And we need a will, too, because if something happens to you, and it very well could, then what? Who who's going to take care of your children? Right. 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 So so you haven't provided any type of uh, assistance for your children. And, and what the problem becomes, the problem becomes is when 
if the, the both of the parents are not available to care for these these grandkids, then the grandparents are taking up that responsibility. Most times they don't have the financial means as maybe what you have in order to send your children to private school, mm-hmm. to go on these camping trips and all these other things that that you provide for your children, your your parents can't provide for because they don't fix income for the most part. Wow. You know what? Let me let me just say that um you know you and I have had a lot of conversations about this whole, you know, uh probate um and and and, and so forth, you know, because I'm always trying to I'm always trying to get free information out of Althea. Sometimes I <laughs> sometimes I just feed her so I could just take out to get something to eat so I can get some free information. Oh, <laughs> that's what now, it is. now know. you know my secret. <laughs> but you know, one of the things that always concerns me is, you know, we want to avoid having to probate things in court or either, you know, just make at least at least make things easier mm-hmm. because, you know, people think that you know, the courts don't have to get involved, but it's always a probate issue when someone dies, correct? It's always a probate issue when someone dies. It just depends on how much of a probate issue you want it to be. Okay. And that's why, again, I encourage a lot of my clients who really have the money and the, the assets to do a, do a trust, especially when you have younger children. Um, to do a trust and it takes it out of the probate process. Sometimes we st- most times we still have to probate. We do have to probate the will because there are sometimes some loose ends that need to happen because somebody has to be in charge of the estate in order to speak on behalf of the estate. But once everything is mostly everything is in the trust, then the probate process or going to the probate, going to the probate court is a much easier um, process and task for you to do because okay. everything has gone to the gone to the trust. Well, it says that the the uh, this law firm estimates that probate costs cost American families up to two billion per year, of which up to one point five billion is paid in attorneys' fees. Oh, don't so, say that. Yeah, because don't stop what? That. No, but what you're saying out there is that basically pay me now or pay me later. Well, that's true. Because what you're saying is you pay me now for a good constructed will, Mm -hmm. a good constructed health care directive, a good constructed all of those things. Financial power. Financial power of attorney. All of those things. You pay me for that up front. And then what will happen is uh, when it's when you know, when it's time for you to leave this earth, you won't have to pay me as much then. That's that's true. Because you going to court and trying to fight on behalf of somebody who doesn't have their estate in order is where the big fees add up. Can add up. Yeah. And it just depends on the controversy. Sometimes there's controversy. Sometimes they're not. But it just it just depends. And of course, you see that in the Prince situation, there's going to be a lot of controversies. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine the relatives? I'm thinking about having a DNA test. To figure out if I'm related to Prince. <laughs> I know my, my husband got to be related to Prince. He's too big of a fan of Prince. He got to be related to Prince. Maybe somebody in the family somebody, might be related uh, to Prince. We need to do some DNA testing. Yeah, well, <laughs> file your claim. Yeah. See, see how, see, you know, with 300 million could go a long way oh, yeah. if they divided amongst all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you, but yeah. the other thing I was even more surprised of is that he, he didn't even have a trust. At least wow. nobody has mentioned anything about a trust yet. I can see maybe if you didn't have a will, 
fine, but not to have a trust is even more of a uh, well, 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 okay. So Prince is just like basically what we're saying is we have things going on like Bobby Christina. We have people like Prince dying mm-hmm. without a will. Um, it, you know, it's just it's just really a reflection of what's going out in the in the world with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Only forty four percent of adults. Okay, have done any estate planning. All right. Right. And 56 percent of adults do not even have a will. Right. So 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 Althea, tell us the difference between estate planning and just having a will, because a lot of people like me figure if I just have a will, um, then I'm, I'm good. And I, I you know, I don't need to do any other estate planning. Well, no, that is a little bit more involved than, than okay. that. All and right. I think that. Because it can be a little bit more involved, people don't, they, they, they're hesitant about moving forward. Right. But it is a process. It's a step by step process. And the state planning not only includes preparing a will. Again, this is about the business of living. Mm-hmm. It's not just about dying. So if something happens to me, I get into a car accident and I can't speak for myself, I would want someone that I know and, and have appointed to speak on be, on my behalf. That's why it's important to have a health care directive. Yes, yes. So that my husband don't have to run down to the probate court to be to get authority to speak on my behalf and and take care of me from a medical and uh, health standpoint. Right. I want him to be my financial power of attorney if I can't speak for myself and take care of my business affairs. Yes. All right. So I don't want the court to appoint a conservator or somebody to manage my money. I think he can do it. I trust him to do it. He knows about my financial issues. So he's the one that I have appointed my agent to take care of my financial needs and business if that time comes. It's about living. But the other thing is I have my clients to review all the documents. Review your life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Don't be like that lady who called me from New York, New York some years ago crying because her husband had passed away and she found the life insurance policy and it had the ex-wife name on it. Oh, and I she, see what? Yeah. And she asking me because the ex-wife is in Georgia, what can she do? Well, I had to, uh, right? Nothing. There wasn't nothing that she so could do. So the ex-wife gets all of the husband's hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this in that situation. Wow. Yes, because again, it's about reviewing your documents, <laughs> making sure you have the correct and right beneficiary on your life insurance policies. You have the right people on your checking account and savings account because that goes outside the probate process. Wow. Right. Uh-huh. That you have look at your retirement instruments and your investment instruments to see who it is that you have on there. So it's that it's a whole range of things. Then some of us have some tax consequences because we are in the million. Yeah. And so we do have some, we have some gift and estate tax Mm -hmm. issues and we have to think about them. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. One of the, uh, things that really stood out to me too is that, uh, and we'll talk about this in detail is that only one in three African American adults actually have a will. So that means 70%. 
out there, what you're, my people, 70% of my people are going to die without a will. Because they think that once they make a will, they're going to die the next day. Oh. <laughs> I mean, so I, that, is, that's a superstition. It's a superstition. I, I mean, I hear this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> if I do a will now, then, then that means some, something is going to happen to me or I'm going to die the next day or I'm going to die the next week. Really? Well, so, okay, so we, you know, and, and I, I've always felt this. I don't, I don't have the data to back it up. It's just something, you know, how you feel in your gut. And, 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 and as a PhD, I should have done the research or at least, at least studied the research before I said this, but I, I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, black folks and Hispanics, we are, we are more emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we are more superstitious, mm-hmm. uh, than other cultures. Only one in four Hispanic adults has a will. So, so that that's even that's even more alarming in the Hispanic community. Mm-hmm. So, you but know, we suffer the most. Yes. Okay. So, okay. We, yeah, we suffer the most after somebody passes away or become incapacitated. Yes, we have these superstitions and we have these beliefs and, and feelings, but we suffer the most. Wow. We suffer the most because because we haven't gotten our. our <laughs> Our plan in place. We don't have enough insurance. Yes. Sometimes we haven't gotten our bills together. Sometimes we don't invest. Mm. So when a spouse who you depended on that person's income passes away or become incapacitated, then there's a loss of income. Well, you know what? I'm going to, um, I, I got a story I have to share with you. It's a personal story. Uh, and it just so happened that uh, I was fortunate enough uh, that the insurance people uh, um, took care of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to share that story with you when we get back out okay. there because I think it's real important for our listeners and uh, and you to understand, too. Right. <laughs> You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio, and we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash Mind Your Biz Radio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Well, Althea, uh, let me just share this with you guys. Well, the statistics say here that at least one billion of that uh, 400 or whatever billion in life insurance policies remained unclaimed in 2013. So this was a 2013 statistic. Um, it said the average unclaimed amount 
uh, per insurance policy is $2,000. I just wanted to share a story with you guys. I know um, a lot of you all who are faithful Mind Your Business listeners um, wished me well uh, and, and, and told me that, um, uh, you know, you were sincerely sorry for my loss. But I lost a, a dear cousin a couple of months ago back in February. And uh, before she passed, she was only a few years older than me. Uh, and before she passed, um, I took care of my aunt's uh, estate issues. And we thought that um, my aunt had told us everything about her estate and all of the policies and so forth. And um, when she passed on, I thought I had that stuff pretty pretty well covered. Well, when I went to file an insurance claim uh, for my cousin, uh, it just so happened that I was blessed that the lady that I spoke to at the insurance company told me, she said, now I see these two policies that you're, that you're referencing, uh, but when you fill out the claim, you need to also check the box that says that you lost another policy and that uh, you're claiming that policy too, but that you lost that policy. And so she was hinting to me that there was another policy that I knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and of course, uh, I did do that and, and, and thank goodness I, that I did because, um, the three policies, uh, that were in the claim is actually what helped reimburse, uh, myself and my parents. And matter of fact, we broke even. Mm -hmm. It was just enough to bury my, it was exactly, uh, it we, we only came up with $8.10 extra. Wow. <laughs> but it was just enough. We would we would have, uh, of course, been totally out of pocket had we not had the insurance policies. Sure. But even if I didn't know about that other policy, um, the policy that I didn't know about, we we still would have been out of pocket. Been out of pocket. It took those three policies uh, to cover the burial expenses of my cousin uh, to a break even amount. And. What what made me think about it when Althea did her lecture was that had that policy been outside of that company, yes, had that policy not been with the same insurance company, I would not have known about it. Right. Okay. Right. I would not have known about it, and it would have remained unclaimed. It would have remained unclaimed, and a part of this uh, what billion dollar life insurance mm -hmm. that remains unclaimed, and the the insurance companies are holding. Yes. Rather than the family members holding in their hands and using it right now. Wow. So, so again, it's about letting your family know what is going on with your ass, your personal assets, because we don't always know. So the family members just don't even know that this policy exists. They don't know. And that's exists. how that's how generally that billion dollars gets unclaimed because we just don't a, a, a family member might have taken out an insurance policy Here, here's here's another thing too that i think we just don't know or we just don't have enough information about um a lot of times um you know again we're in blended families uh we we might be remarried um and we're into our second third marriage whatever and, you know, as husband and wife, because a lot of things occurred prior to our marriage, we just don't know about a lot of these things. So mm -hmm. we, we might assume that on our husband's job or on our wife's job that there's an insurance policy. Mm -hmm. But we may not know that the credit union that they belong to has 
issued them an accident policy or some other little policy. Right. Or that there might be some policy lingering from their retirement or previous. So if you don't have a list of all those different policies right. or, you know, just because you might, you might get a policy together, but there might be other lingering policies out there that we don't even know about. And that, to your point, Althea, the example you gave earlier, we haven't changed the beneficiaries on those policies. Mm -hmm. And so just because now that you're married doesn't mean that ex-spouses and other children or whoever were the beneficiaries of those policies won't collect on those policies. There is nothing in the law that says you have a right to collect on those policies just because you're the current wife or current husband. That that's That's true. And... Again, if you don't approach the the insurance companies, the banks, and make a request for these funds, they're not coming to you. Right. Because there's too many of us out there, and they don't know. And sometimes the insurance companies may not know that this person is deceased. Right. But part of my part of my issue is again, it's not about using your policies while you after you pass on. Again, some of us can use these monies now. We have cash value. Yes. Still have death benefits, but we have cash value. Yes. And we don't necessarily have to struggle if we're falling behind on our mortgages or we're sick and we need some extra money. We can use this now. It's about the business of living, living and using it now. Okay. All right. And so, but here's the thing, Althea. Let's just say that my husband had an insurance policy and it had some cash value built up. And, you know, prior to us getting married, he had borrowed some money against that cash value or I wasn't quite aware of what was going on. Uh, here's the other thing, ladies and gents, if, if he's borrowed against that policy and he had a hundred thousand dollar policy, let's just say that he borrowed 50,000 of it. Well, upon his passing, you're on the death benefit is only going to be 50. That's true. Right. Because you have to pay back those proceeds or whatever. And that, I'm just saying that's how some of the policies operate. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you don't, you don't know that there's a policy and sometimes the fact that you don't even know what's going on with the policy right. or you don't even understand how the policy works or you don't understand if there are any loans taken out against the policy. Mm-hmm. All those things are things that we need to have an education about. We need to know what's exactly going on with our loved ones. Yes, we need, we need to be aware. And that is again, a part of the estate planning. Having an understanding of what's going on with us from a financial point of view, from our family point of view, as far as health-wise is concerned, any type of mental health issues that might be occurring Mm -hmm. out there, having some kind of idea and some strategy as to how we're going to tackle that. How are we going to tackle paying back this $50,000 that was loaned? Mm -hmm. Okay. Or should we? Right. Right, because there are some there there are some debts that die with the debtor, but the debts that are secured do not die with the debtor. They do not so die if there's with a the mortgage debtors. or a car note or any type of debt that is secured by property, those do not go away. Those debts those debts are secured by the property, mm-hmm. and if you don't want that property to go back uh, to the lender, then you have to pay those debts off. Oh yes, you have to make some arrangements. Well, well, now Athea, since we're talking about assets. Let's talk about not only just insurance policies. Let's just talk about unclaimed property. Okay. okay? Because when we talk about dollar value, we, you know, we're talking about also unclaimed property that someone somewhere down the line has left you 
you know, everybody's death is not broadcast like Prince. So all of Prince's heirs are probably coming to the table and scrambling because they heard Prince died. Mm -hmm. But what if you had this long lost, you know, uncle or whatever, and he doesn't have any children and <laughs> his, you know, his property is supposed to be distributed amongst the heirs and you don't even have a relationship with that uncle. So you don't even know that you're entitled to that property. Yeah, or entitled to a portion of that property. Right. But it, it's, it's worth an inquiry when, when, when our relatives die to see what's the status of their, their estate. Because, again, you know, you may have you might be one of these folks who have air property or have an interest in that property. And you might need to do something about it or may not want to do anything about it, but at least it's there for you. But I wanted to bring yes. up some other statistics. The government is currently holding $8 billion in unclaimed money from missing owners and heirs. Okay? Now, that's just cash dollars. Cash. Okay. Now, there's approximately 3 million people who have not claimed $10 billion worth of stocks, bonds, and Many times because they don't know where the original or, or don't know that the original owner died. Wow. And, you know, the other thing, too, is uh, I'm not sure if they're making many of these, but the old ones still exist. It, uh, I, many of you all have heard of the word bearer, bearer bonds, B-E-A-R-E-R, -E -E bearer bonds. Those are bonds that can be cashed and the person's name is not on them. It's just like. It's just like money, whoever holds it in their hand. So bearer means whoever bears the bonds, whoever has hold of those bonds can cash those bonds in. So mm -hmm. a lot of times those things are left in like lock boxes and safes and things like that. So if you don't even know because, you know, there's no name associated with those bonds, it's just whoever has their hands, whoever gets their, their hands on those bonds are the ones that can cash, cash in on them. Yeah. And so yeah. if your loved one has not told you where those bearer bonds are, are hidden or where they're kept or anything about their safety deposit boxes or where they keep all of their assets in the house, mm -hmm. you know, those things, you know, may you sell the house and, and whoever <laughs> buys that house, if, <laughs> if, if, if the bearer bonds are hidden in the wall, Mm -hmm. then those bearer bonds become the homeowner's bearer bonds. Absolutely. And so, you know, you just don't know, um, you know, what's going on. Right. And I, I also want to talk about what happens when we don't plan because we can lose money. There's a lot of, we can lose money by, by being divisive. Okay. Uh, always in conflict. I had a case where, uh, the gentleman died and the children was, were fighting and arguing amongst themselves. Well, the property was worth over $250,000, maybe about four or five years ago. Wow. And the advice to them was cut out the conflict and sell the property because mm -hmm. no one had money to pay for property insurance. No one had money to pay for property taxes and no one could keep it up, could maintain it. Right. But they didn't follow our, didn't follow our advice. They kept arguing and <laughs> it went on the courthouse there twice. The property wow. did. Well, guess what? We, we are closing today and the, uh, contract amount at this time was 58,000 and most of the money is going to the county, for the county taxes and the attorneys right? and the attorneys. And there's about 
maybe eight thousand dollars to divide them to the certain, family. Yeah, five. And children. how much could they have sold that house for when you first advised them? Over two hundred fifty thousand. A two hundred fifty thousand dollar house is selling on the court. Uh, what, what is closing today? Is closing today as opposed to on the courthouse steps. Someone investor has stepped in and bought a fifty-eight thousand dollar house, a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house for fifty-eight thousand, because that's what investors do. Well, yeah, probably it is an investor who saw the value of it, and but again, they see how much they lost. Wow, they're only going to get shared eight thousand dollars amongst amongst five people. Yes. $8,000 will be shared amongst five people when they had a $250,000 asset. That, but they, they were arguing because... Greed, sentimental value, and no because one... Because the, 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 the person that died did not say, here's what I want you all to do with Didn't have house. a will. Wow. And, wow. The, and the family yeah. couldn't get together. Well, yeah. look, look, I tell you what, we're going to, let me tell you something, we're going to take our last break here. Mm-hmm. When we get back out there, we're going to talk about these pensions that are sitting there as oh, well. Yeah. And what yeah, I know. And we're gonna we're gonna let our listeners know where they can go okay. on the web to find all of this unclaimed money. That's right. All right. All right. You listen to Mind Your Business Radio. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash MindYourBizRadio or search MindYourBusinessRadio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Well, Althea, we were just having another conversation about how uh, Althea, and, and, and Mind Your Business listeners, listen to this. Althea is having to update my will and my estate plan. It is something that has to be done uh, on a regular, as your life changes, you need to, on a regular basis, take a look at your beneficiaries, take a look at your wills, take a look at uh, all of your policies and make sure that everything is up to date. This is not one of those things where, oh, I've done it and now it's done. Mm-hmm. Because as your life changes, right? As your life changes. Those situations change. Althea is an estate and planning attorney and she is in the process of updating her stuff. I'm, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm updating my stuff because I've Acquire some certain assets. Exactly. So I need to include that in my estate planning and make sure some things are in order. And so I'm doing that right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't want somebody calling me like that lady from New York saying that her husband left her, the ex-wife on the line. Oh, we ain't going to have that. Uh-uh. See, I don't know how. Yeah, we ain't going to have that. But that I mean, it happens. It happen- I know it happens. It happens all the time. 
left them on the, the life insurance policy. People have left other folks on their banking accounts and savings account. So that money goes directly to whomever is on there. Well, here's the thing, Althea. I, I have a former client, and I um, I told you some of this story before. I won't talk about the the uh, the sad details of the story because I shared that with you before. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll talk to you just about the, the part of the story that really relates to what we're talking about today. I had a client who was previously married. He remarried. He he they bought a house together. They he started a business mm-hmm. and all these types of things. Now, that's really wonderful while you're living. But here's what happened when he died. When he died, his life insurance had uh, beneficiary had not been updated to his new wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, of course, the house is in him and his wife's name, so the the debt to the house is hers. Yes. Now she has no life insurance proceeds to help her with that debt. That's right. The business now had to be sold and settled by her. Wow. Okay. And so I had to get involved in all of that, all of those transactions uh, and work with her attorney to settle that whole thing. Now, you know, this is unfortunate because, you know, all of his basic debts and things like that had were were were, I guess, um, you know, uh, with her. They were joint debts. Oh, my goodness. So when they got married, you know, they created all these joint debts. But then the insurance policies weren't updated to take care of wow. of of those debts. So she had the debt and no life insurance proceeds. And that's so sad, but it does happen all the time. Oh, and also she did not have any entitlement to his pension. Wow. Because he was retired when he started all this. He, he retired before he, of course, got married again mm. and before he started all this. So 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 he she was not she didn't have any entitlement to his pension as well. That's so bad. so since we're on the since we're on the pension, that that's a big thing. Yes. Um, definitely. It um, says thirty six thousand American pensions remain unclaimed. And in many of these, the money would be paid to the estate. Yeah, they would be if they could figure out who the estate is. Yes. If there's an estate started. If there's an estate started, uh-huh. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Now, what about these 401ks? Now, now, listeners, if you need to know the difference, the difference between a pension and a 401k, a lot of times military people, I think the only pensions that still exist out there are government agencies. A lot of government workers, uh, definitely military men, have pensions. Um, pensions usually are defined benefit uh Defined benefit pensions or defined contribution pensions. Uh, these are uh, actual retirement plans that the company actually funds. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference is the 401k is self-funded. 401ks are what most companies have now. Um, they are they are retirement plans that you fund. That you fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times your company will match. Sometimes you work for a company that will give you a match. Um, but for the most part, those are self-funded retirement plans. Right. Pensions are usually company-funded plans, and those are phasing out. There aren't too many. I don't know really. I don't know anybody um, that is my age or younger that has a pension. Most of us have four hundred one k. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All the type of investments. But this estimates tens of thousands of four hundred one k accounts remain unclaimed each year. Wow. So that's money somebody could be using right now. But 
than I claim. Now, what does it mean by bankruptcy funds? What kind of bankruptcy funds remain un- unclaimed? Well, those are funds that probably are just left over. Yeah, from the bankruptcy, bankruptcy. court. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those funds had to be turned over to bankruptcy court. And, and no one claimed no them. one has claimed no them. one wow. has claimed them. Wow, those assets. Yeah, okay. Two hundred million dollars in um bankruptcy funds. Wow. And so we got bankruptcy funds, we, got we have pension, oh, and social, social security. security. Yeah, so if you don't even know your rights under social security, if you are if you are uh un, uh uh if you are the spouse of uh, of a loved one or if you're a um dependent child mm-hmm. uh then you have you have rights to social security, security. funds. Mm-hmm. Wow. And a lot of those go unclaimed. Unclaimed. And so they're royalties. So we're talking about and royalties a lot of us uh minorities think royalties are only from record companies. No, royalties come from books. Royalties come from mineral rights. Mm-hmm. So you might have had a rich rich cousin in Texas who uh, has an oil oil <laughs> or oil uh, mine or something in, on his property, <laughs> and you actually could could uh, be entitled to the royalties that come from uh, you know drilling oil on that land, and, right. and you don't know it. You don't know it. So it's those things that again, if we have it in some type of organized space, then our our relatives or our heirs can find that but i think it's much more important that we just have that conversation with our family and you know the one thing i love about working with you althea is and and this is why we always suggest that our listeners work with a professional Mm -hmm. one thing that i think is important about working with someone like you is that you have the tools that sort of help us work through, okay, what do we need to do to plan an estate? Mm-hmm. So so I, I know the packet that you gave me helped me determine, okay, what are my assets? Right. You know, what types of things do I need to include in the will? Right. You know, what types of um, things do I need to think about when it comes to minor children or even adult children? Those are types of things that uh, a estate planning attorney can help you do uh, and you need to do that state by state. But the other thing that I read, Althea, of course, now I'm reading this kind of stuff now that my co-host is an estate and planner. <laughs> I used to ignore a whole bunch of stuff, and now I read a lot of stuff regarding that. But that new law that was passed that basically helps people in Georgia who may have had some estate things going on in other or some property in other states, right? Mm-hmm. You can actually probate everything within the state of Georgia, even though there's some states that have this, this, uh, they have this agreement, right? Where ancillary jurisdiction, ancillary jurisdiction. Uh-huh. thank mm-hmm. you, attorney. <laughs> so I don't know what it's called. All I know is that so the, the, the states are cooperating. Yes. There's some states that are cooperating. So if I, if I live under Georgia law, and but property. I have some property in Florida that the Georgia courts can probate that property or, or no, well, it kind of depends on the states. Um, sometimes some states want you to open up a, a probate matter in 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 their state, or okay. sometimes you can um, do some uh, ancillary things or exemplified uh, type of uh, process, whereas you don't have to necessarily open up in in a state in the other in the other state. <laughs> <laughs> okay. However, you still can 
make sure that that property goes to the to the rightful heirs. Oh, okay. So, okay. Again, uh, you know, some people they want to go to legal zoom or they want to go to uh the internet and they want to get these uh uh prepared forms, but you don't think about the whole family dynamics unless you are asked certain questions and unless the estate planning person can kind of guide you and say, okay, consider this, consider that. Um, maybe we should do it this way. Maybe your way is not maybe the best way to accomplish what you need to accomplish. It's about considering and dealing with the whole family dynamics. Not what I want to pass yes. on. Sure, you want to pass on certain things, but maybe you're not doing it properly. Well, look, Althea, here's the thing. I want to encourage all Mind Your Business listeners to definitely, you know, get your unclaimed money first. Yes. How do we get in touch with you, Althea DeBar Johnson? You can get in contact with me by telephone, 404-584-5555, or you can go to my website, which is www.adjpclaw.com. That's awesome. And, of course, you can always go to your Mind Your Business website and contact Althea DeBar Johnson. Our website is www.mindyourbizbizradio.com. And we want you to go to this website to find out if you have any unclaimed money or asset. It is unclaimed.com. So U-N-C-L-A-I-M-E-D, Unclaimed. Dot com. Check it out. Yeah. Just to see if you have any unclaimed money circulating around. And That's just right. Put in your name, former names, address, that kind of stuff, and see if you have any unclaimed insurance, unclaimed bank accounts, <laughs> unclaimed money circulating out there that maybe oh, belongs. Unclaimed relatives. <laughs> yeah. You know, see if you, if Prince left you anything. I tell you. <laughs> But I tell you what, we have been, you have been listening to Mind Your Business Radio. We will be on vacation next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your business, your family, your, your life. life. <laughs>